Hey friends, did you know that you can come hang out with me in real life? That's right. The Work In Podcast and Savage Grace Coaching makes its home in a boutique studio space called The Loft Yoga and Wellness in historic downtown Spring Valley, Ohio. This hidden gem of the Miami Valley is nestled in between Dayton, Columbus, and Cincinnati. As a part of my mission to bring a legacy of resilience through movement, each month you can join me for a hike on the bike trail, followed by a free trauma-informed vinyasa class back at the studio on Main Street. Go to savagegracecoaching.com to see the calendar and join my newsletter, A Yoga Life on Main Street, to stay up to date on all the latest studio news, events, and gossip. And now... On to this week's episode. It's time to stop working out and start working in. You found the Work In Podcast for seriously stressed out professionals and the fit pros who serve them. This podcast is for resilient wellness professionals and their ever curious clients who want to connect the dots for lasting wellness. I'm your host, Erica Thomas, and I help outstanding individuals like you Find natural ways to shake off stress, tension, and trauma to burnout-proof body and business alike. The Work In is brought to you by Savage Grace Coaching, bringing trauma release and yoga together for resilience through movement. Private sessions, small groups, and corporate presentations are now open. Visit savagegracecoaching.com to schedule a call and get all the details. Hey there, everyone, and welcome back to The Work In. Today's episode is all about money, energy, and self-sabotage, how your money beliefs can sabotage your success before you even get started, and how to price your offerings so that people want to pay you. Sounds crazy, right? Money mindset is the subconscious saboteur of solopreneurs everywhere. And it doesn't really matter how passionate you are about what you have to offer, how good you are at what you do, or how incredible your product is. If you can't ask for money in exchange for it, you're really going to struggle as a business. Now, The Work In has several previous interview episodes on money mindset. One in particular is an interview that I did with mindset coach Dennis Haralakis. It's episode 65, Taming the Money Lion. And then we did a follow-up episode 66 on unpacking your money baggage. And I highly recommend that you go back and review those two episodes. The focus there was really on changing behavior around money. And there are some really great tips in those episodes, so check them out if you haven't yet. Money is such a big topic for most people, even if you're not in the entrepreneurial space. And I really wanted to revisit it, probably will be revisiting it many times in the future, simply because it's something that I have to work on on a regular basis. What we believe about how much we're worth and the value we bring to the world is really rooted in what we believe about ourself. And money mindset is tangled up in all of this 
first chakra survival stuff. So here we go, overlapping with a little yoga philosophy. Money mindset could be considered a little bit of off-the-mat yoga if we wanted to take it there. Our financial survival is our physical survival. And in this modern day, it really reflects our self-worth and our right to be who we are and have what we have. Be, do, and have. It really all comes back to that when it comes to mindset and especially money mindset. One of the things that comes up again and again for wellness entrepreneurs and creators is the question of pricing what you sell. What is what you offer worth? Many fit pros and especially yogis tend to undercharge for their courses, classes, memberships, workshops, whatever it is, they tend to undercharge. And part of this is because we want it to be accessible. Part of it is because there's so much free fitness and wellness content out there, we think that we can't compete with a higher ticket offer. And part of it is because for whatever reason, we really don't believe that it's worth all that much. And that I think stems from this idea that I know comes up for me over and over again. And that is this idea that if I can do it, or if it's easy for me, it must not be worth very much to anyone else. In other words, if it's easy for me, it must be easy for everyone. And that is just simply not true. How many times have you come across someone in your circle of friends that is amazed by what you do? Whether that is something that you create, something that you uh, present to them, the job that you do, we are not all made the same way. And that's kind of what makes the world such a great place to be in. Now, if you ask an instructor, you won't get them to say out loud that they don't think that what they're offering is worth that much. It's really hard to admit that deep down you believe that, but sometimes the behavior will tell a different story. I remember one time um, we were shifting from a kind of a membership model to a, a different kind of um, session payment model for classes at one of the facilities that I worked at. And the way they were going about that shift is they just left it up to the instructors to set the prices for their classes. And knowing that I would need to have a certain number, a certain X number of dollars in order to make it worth my time to show up there to teach, I set my classes at a per class price of $10. Now today that is very low, but I know that there were some other instructors in the group of us that were going to continue working there that set their class prices at $6 per class. And what that did is that for me, 
I only needed a few people to sign up in order to make my, my number, to make it worth it for me to show up. For the, for the fit pros who had dropped their prices down to $6 per class, thinking that they wanted to get more people in the room, the opposite happened. So they did not have enough people sign up. And so it wasn't worth it for them. They ended up canceling classes session after session because not enough people showed up to those sessions. And I have seen this happen over and over and over again. It's this weird phenomenon where you have a really inexpensive class and you think, well, it's so cheap. How can people not show up? But there's this weird thing that happens in people's minds that if they see something really, really cheap, they're like, well, it must not be worth very much. So why would I invest in that? Why would I show up to something that is so cheap? It must not be very good. And I have seen it in personal training packages. I have seen it in group fitness classes. It is everywhere. It's probably outside of there as well. But if you are looking at a, um, an offering that is a very low price, next time you see one pop up on Facebook or on the internet or something that's really ridiculously low, notice how you view that offering and tell me if I'm wrong about that idea. So today I want to talk about how to adjust your thinking around pricing. I've done all kinds of exercises around setting higher priced programs. And I'm going to tell you right now that you can set those high prices all day long, but if you don't believe that you can receive that price, it's just not going to fly. Simply charging more for something doesn't fix the mindset behind it. And here's why. There's an energetic connection between you and what you offer. And if the price of your program makes you cringe on the inside, I can guarantee you that other people won't touch it with a 10-foot pole. That internal cringe comes off to other people that you don't believe in what you're offering. And if you don't believe in it, why should they? Pricing your programs can be really, really difficult. It's very vulnerable. After all, this is what you do. And so often, what we do is tangled up in our ideas about who we are. So rejection hurts just a little bit more. But that also means that acceptance and sales are going to feel just that much better too. So how do you get over that? How do you set your prices so that people want to say yes, not just yes, but hell yes, every time? Well, let's start by reframing this idea about pricing and sales just a little bit. Back before there was money, we exchanged energy. Maybe it was energy in the form of work. Maybe it was energy in the form of chickens, but it was energy. If I couldn't hunt and you couldn't cook, you could hunt and I could cook and we could both eat and we would both be happy and we'd both be grateful for that exchange. 
No one felt taken advantage of, and there was no shame attached to that exchange of energy. Nowadays, our skills are very different, but the key is finding the people who need your skills and that are willing to exchange energy in the form of money. If you don't put a value on what it is that you do, no one else can either. And that's basically what your pricing is. It is the value that you expect out of it. It's the value in relationship to the energy. It's your energy after all. And that energy is worth something. Whatever price you choose to place on your program or your class or your workshop, you need to feel really good about it. You need to be able to picture the people who are going to be signing up for it. You need to be able to see that money coming into your bank account and enjoying it. If you can't do that, then adjust the number until you can. And this is a work in progress. So don't think you can just snap your fingers and get over this. Take your time with it, play with the numbers, and you'll find that sweet spot. Start with your program or class or whatever it is you're offering, right? And design it, create it to have just the right amount of stuff that's included, Only keep the things in that you are really excited about, that really light you up, because those things that light you up will make it so much easier to talk about, to share, and your energy is going to come through. Then, then choose the price. Don't choose the price and then try to stuff enough stuff into that offering to uh, make it worth that price. Think about the things that you have purchased in the past, the things that you are most excited about and why. And when you really want something, when you're looking to buy something, a course or a class or something, or a membership, when you really want to participate with something, you make it happen, right? You don't balk at the number, usually, if it's something you really, really want. So so think about that. Think about your client, your student, and the experience that they are craving. What is it worth to them to participate with you? And then decide what it is you are willing to receive. What is the energy that you're willing to receive in exchange? In the fitness studio world, as you've probably seen, there are many, many, many payment models. There's punch cards, class passes, sessions, drop-in classes, membership models, and now with the online space, really hybrid things, in any and every combination you can think of. As a student, when I look at studios to join, I look hard at their schedule first. And my questions always start with, can I even make it to those classes? Are they going to fit into my schedule? How many can I realistically 
get to per week and per month. Even when those places offer those oh-so-tempting seven for seven days free or the first month free, sometimes that's really challenging to make that worth it. If you take your first seven days free and you think, I'm going to take every class they offer on the schedule, I don't know about you all, but for me, that has never been possible. Some of the studios around me have a monthly fee that is set so high that I would have to go to class every single day to make it worth it to me. And the schedule that they offer isn't flexible enough for me to make that happen. Mostly that's because I've decided I don't want to set my alarm in the morning anymore and all of those early classes would be the only ones that would fit. So this is the challenge really for all fitness and wellness studios and for their students, right? We all want to get a lot of value for that energy exchange, every single one of us. Personally, I'm exploring more special workshops and theme sessions rather than pushing ongoing memberships, even though those do run in the background for me, because those themes and special workshops, they really get my attention as a student. And I have learned over time that I am not all that different from my students. So I want to offer things that are exciting to me as well. As far as what to charge exactly for your offerings, it might be a straight up math problem. Sometimes people start there. This is what it costs me to do this. And this is what I need to make. Boom. Math. Math can be simple. In my experience, this hasn't worked as well for me because it's really hard to put a number on time and the time that you've invested in the creation of something. And let's face it, some things can take hundreds of hours to create, which would put it out of the realm of possibility. That's why thinking about what your client values is so important. But whatever it is, whatever you choose to charge, you have to stand behind those numbers with the courage of your convictions. This is where that energetic charge comes in. You have to believe in them. And more than that, you have to believe in yourself. Love what you do and what you're offering and other people will too. Thanks for joining me on this week's Work In. Next time, we're going to talk about marketing and self-promotion and how to do it shamelessly, which ties in perfectly to what we discussed today. And if you like what you heard and are curious to see some of these things in action, you can follow me on Instagram at Real Savage Grace or on Facebook at Savage Grace Coaching. And I would be forever grateful if you would give the work in a like, maybe a share, or a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. You can find links to everything we talk about on this podcast in the show notes. And the easiest way to get to those is to visit savagegracecoaching.com forward slash the work in. Thanks everyone. And I will see you next time.